oh, <laughs> it was ever a day to put up a sticker of two dogs high five, and it's today because it's our two hundredth episode, and we got lots of weird, crazy stuff to talk about. Let's go. Here I go. The people really want to know who I got the birthday cake going on the live stream if you can see it right now. Kyle, I think we need to start the two so appropriately to start the two hundredth episode. If you're not watching, you're just listening. Kyle's holding a sticker up to the camera. Kyle, explain the sticker. So my daughter this morning, I'm about to leave the house and my my family is always they're just figuring their I think their main goal is to figure out how to get on the next day's podcast. Like every <laughs> night it's like they're drawing something like, Will you talk about it on the podcast? Will you talk about it? So like, I leave yo, this morning. I'm about to leave this morning and my daughter runs over. They they had to go to the doctor to take my my youngest to the doctor yesterday, and the doctor gives stickers and she runs, she's like, Dad, wait, grabs the sticker and goes slaps it on me right on my chest right i had to pull it off and she goes look it's you and paul high-fiving <laughs> i was like this is perfect just a couple there's of a little pugs. celebratory like you know and then paul it's if you're not watching it's actually so perfect because there's one dog that kind of is like tan gray which is exactly what paul is wearing today and i'm in the all black and so that's what the other dog it's just it's pretty odd it that i would wear to this be. today too because typically it's <laughs> I was like, I'm going to change things up today for 200. I'm wearing a gray shirt. It's a big deal. It it's a big deal. <laughs> but we've been doing this, dude, for 200 episodes. We started in September of last year. And we literally, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think we've missed a day, like a weekday. No, we, we have not missed a weekday. And it, it, it I'll tell you what, we've had some days where it's like, oh, no, what are we? I mean, last week was one of them. Oh, no, what are we going to do? And it's not, you know, there, there's kind of this ease but unease about doing it every single day yeah. and for you know um, i look at glenn lundy who put together 500 episodes and and <laughs> and other thousand, people that yeah. do this thousand. every single day or a thousand sorry, yeah. sorry and do this every single day and it is it's a it is a true grind like we wake up every day and we have to commit to to reading and being in the news and understanding the automotive industry and, and, and pushing and like pressing into the task that is getting this, getting this out every single day. And then our team getting it out through all, all the other, it is, it is a, it is a large part of what we do. And, and we, uh, you know what, I think what, what I love about it is we literally get to communicate. And, and even though that, even though if you're listening or, or watching, we're not having a two-way conversation. A lot of times we feel like we are just because this launches off other conversations throughout our day or emails or comments and LinkedIn threads or anything like that. And so it, it's really our ability to communicate day to day with and among the automotive industry. And so that's why we just, we're passionate about it. We love it. You know, just like everything in life, it's like there are no overnight successes, right? We're just getting started comes by doing it every day. And look, yeah. Dave Meltzer told, you know, told us, don't f focus on what you should stop doing. Focus on how everything works together. So for us, this show, um, it forces us to pay attention to what is going on. It forces us yes. to every day be in the news of automotive, of business in general, of technology, of pop culture, of NFTs, of what the kids are into. It forces us to focus on those things because we know the derivative of focusing on those things is, is being able to spit at any moment, right? With an understanding, spit is hip hop terminology for like, <laughs> you just give some words <laughs> and some lyrics, sometimes right, with some yeah. rhythm. Um, 
allows us to do that at any moment. So it really is like this constant level of preparation. But man, it is sometimes is a grind and it is always rewarding. And uh, sometimes it's just a pleasure and fun. Like today is one of those days. So we have some things to talk about today, but we would be, so we're going to talk about a little bit about Ford's announcement yesterday, what they're doing with lease vehicles. We're talking about <laughs> NFT NYC, which is like the Super Bowl of NFTs. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, keeping people engage for more than 90 days when they're new hires and the effect that that has on longevity. So we're going to give you a little bit of a, of a wide variety as usual, just but some first, flavors, just, just some, just some flavors in the ice cream, relevant right? flavors in the ice cream today. However, we do have to talk about a soda con. <laughs> we, we have to, it's, it's literally because we're getting, <laughs> we're, we're getting close. So here's, here's the plan. If, so we're having a SodaCon 11th through the 13th of September, September 11th through the 13th. You can pre-register for tickets at asotucon.com. If you're an industry partner, we have very limited tickets. The only way you have the opportunity to get one is by being on that pre-registration list. We already have three or four times more people on that list than we do tickets available for industry partners. So please get yourself on the list right now, especially if you're in this community. Um, the plan is this, we're having the big event. All the things are coming in motion. We're about to start announcing keynote speakers and featured speakers and our collaborators, which are sponsors that we've outlawed the word sponsor because we're like, if you're gonna be a part of this event and yes, financially contribute, we're counting on you to collaborate with us because that's, right. our, that's the nature of what we're doing. We're doing all that. We're about to start announcing all those things. And then we have a 60 day content ramp up to the show. 60 yeah. days. So this that's, is, yeah. That's going to be probably the most exciting part for me because I, I'm just excited to have all of the conversations, all of the content. I, I'm literally amped up because you and I have been talking. We're not going to be able to be in every side stage, every every single content piece that happens at the event. But we're going to be able to get to know all of these people, whether it be dealers or uh, speakers outside of our industry or uh, or industry partners all the way leading up to the event. So I'm actually excited about the pre-event because I get to be a part of a lot of that. And uh, and we just get to share those conversations with everybody from podcasts to, you know, to 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 pre preview content and blogs and all that type of stuff. And, and uh, I think it's going to be really energizing for our industry just to get that level of, of thought and, and conversations going. That's right. So if you can be there, we really want to see you there. If you can get a ticket, we totally want to see you there. If you can't be there for whatever reason, we're looking forward to spending the next 60 days with you. Uh, starting yes. like mid-July, we're going to kick that off. And uh, everyone gets to learn. Everyone gets to benefit. Everyone gets to have a little community. All right, let's get into some news. So Ford made a massive... I, the more I thought about this announcement, the more I'm like, but what about that? But what about that? But what about... So Ford has announced that if you buy or if you lease an EV from them Ford through Ford Credit, you no longer have the option to purchase it at the end of the lease. You can only renew your lease. Do that again. <laughs> you can't buy it. So the residual, honestly, the residual doesn't matter. Doesn't they're like, matter. we want it back. And they say they're doing this because their plan for... You know, they say that battery materials. It's all the battery, right? Yeah. And they're saying like, look, we have to keep those materials in the Ford ecosystem so we can recycle them and put them in the new. So they really are drawing a circle around their own battery supply. And they're saying like, we're kind of like keeping it in the family, which creates a ridiculous amount of complexity for the way things have been done. I mean, one comment that I saw yesterday, it's like people can't trade it. No longer can they take advantage of equity. No. 
right? There, oh, there's so many things. No, there's so many things. So it's like if you're leasing, <laughs> we're having this. I'm having this conversation right now with a dealer who I'm helping. You know, with a, with a transaction. And they're like, well, you can finance it or you can just lease it and then buy it at the end of your lease if that's not an issue. Like that option is no longer on the table. So basically Ford's saying we're taking the EV used car supply and we're keeping it. Remember, was it just two weeks ago? We were like, well, maybe, you know, <laughs> where were we? Oh, I think we were at VADA. We're like, well, maybe maybe the OEMs are like, well, we'll sell the new cars and the dealers will sell the used cars. And we were like, like yeah, we, we were like, actually, we were like, I don't think any OEM is going to do that. <laughs> and yeah. actually, this is a step in the opposite direction where they're saying we're already moving to secure our own used car supply. It, yeah. Wow. So comment, Chris, I'm, no I'm, buy I'm literally like, like renting. Yeah, that is what when, it is. Since I've read this, I've been quite speechless. The, I mean, the trend over the last year, especially in inventory squeeze, has been to, to no longer allow lease returns or trades to happen at anything other than the an OEM branded franchise, yeah. right? So yeah. a lot of manufacturers have moved to that level of, of change within mm -hmm. a lease. And now to go, oh, actually... You have no rights to the vehicle at the end of the lease. I mean, that is... It's a seismic change. I mean, if you think about the way... Seismic. We talked about yesterday the way we buy phones. My phone's over there. I can't grab right. it. Right, yes. But the way and we buy I, phones, I think, right? We upgrade to the latest technology, and we just keep cycling those through, right? And then right. Apple takes those back, and they do something with it. But a car is a totally different thing, right? People have an attachment to a car. There's equity situations that we're in right now that, you know... Ford would be on the winning end of this, you know, right. by far. Um, however, you have to finance through Ford credit in order for this to be the deal. So it's like, I think, incentives for other banks to get involved and be more aggressive on leases uh, with Ford oh, EVs. However, I mean, you know Ford's going to bring the house. They're going to come and be like, if you lease, I mean, they're going to be giving all types of incentives and offers you know and it. make it really great. So in the end, like, this is going to create a level of competition for financing, that I, th I we've never seen before yeah. because the battery is so important to keep inside the Ford family. I'm hearing in my head, I'm hearing Brian Benstock in early 2021 on Clubhouse saying these words. Trade yep. Wait, hold cycle. on. You have to say it like you have to say it like Brian Benstock if you're going to do that. I'm not good at that, but I'll try. <laughs> okay. He's like, "I'll tell you one thing. It's pretty good. Apple has it down." Trade cycle management, right? And it's like, that's my best Brian. It's good. It's, good. it's we'll, not we'll, great, right? It's, it's good just enough. a little higher intensity level. <laughs> but but trade cycle management is, that's the key to loyalty. And we keep talking about this subscription model and getting people in brand loyalty and understanding how to maintain loyalty within a new car brand, which has constantly been a struggle for manufacturers and dealers. And this is just like required trade cycle management. And I just don't know if that's the best thing for the consumer because the, actually I, mm. I'm a firm believer that it's actually not well, the it, best thing for the consumer. I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm trying to go through my, my head of like what options consumers will have, right? So Ford Credit's going to come to the table with massive lease incentives, right? They're going to get right. a great price if you lease it through Ford Credit and either in cashback or um, interest rate, basically. And other banks are going to have to step up and do that, but they don't have the leverage to say the battery is worth X to us. But maybe they will. I don't know. Well, and we missed the conversation this week on, on EV readiness, but one of the big questions on EV readiness is, are we ready to appraise and evaluate vehicles that have like battery life cycle? Battery life, yeah. Right? And 
I, I think honestly, Ford, it, it is, it is a massive, um, just kind of like un, it's a, it's a massive understatement to say that dealers have the upper leg on vehicle valuations. They, they just do dealers have been better at valuing vehicles in the marketplace than any third party, including KBB, including, uh, Edmonds. It's just, they know the market better than any automated system. And so for an OEM to say, we're not just going to be better at that, but we're going to be better at that in a whole new ecosystem of battery lifecycle management. I mean, that it's a, it's a bold proposition for an OEM to say, like, we can do this better, especially with a whole new matrix of like requirements in vehicle valuations based on technology or software or all that type of stuff. And I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a you, wild proposition. It is a wild proposition, but like taking myself out of like my franchise retail dealer seat for a minute, putting right. my OEM hat on. If I know that battery supply and materials is going to be the most important constraint Without in doubt. three years from now, that's the only thing that really makes you make a move like this this early on. You're like, that's going to be so critical to getting more vehicles out that I'm willing to disrupt all these other things. So maybe they just know something that we don't, or they're just, you know, like everybody else, they're taking a gamble, they're putting their chips in on that. And we'll see. I mean, we'll see if that pushes people more towards just financing, right? I mean, right. there's an obvious other option, right? Well, I'm just going to buy the car, right? And we'll try to get more, I mean, we'll see what financing terms do, residual values do around, but either way, there's some trouble brewing. Gosh, we're like, yesterday we're talking about, you know, <laughs> the the ability to 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 short term lease or rent a car uh, an EV today we're talking about this this new story it is if you haven't figured out in the last 2 years the the retail market is literally the wild wild west every single day and so heads up boots on ground at the same time is more necessary than ever well, speaking, let's keep rolling speaking of the wild wild west segway time if you are an investor in cryptocurrency, you understand that you could be shot at any moment. Let's <laughs> right? see if you're the wild, wild west anyway. I'm trying to. <laughs> right. That's what the wild, wild west was. You never knew. You're going to like bust through the doors and it's over. But uh, an event just happened in New York City. It's called NFT NYC. And it's basically the Super Bowl of NFTs. You should know what an NFT is by now. If you've been around here, it's a non-fungible token. It's basically a digital version of a collectible or some item or token or something that gives you access or maybe just a piece of art. So this event drew 15,000 people and lots of uh, digital creators, NFT creators, um, you know, popular artists like the Chainsmokers and Madonna actually showed up. And so to, let me let me separate these two things for you for a second. If cryptocurrency is about payment, right? There you go. Right. This is how we tender. This is how we transact. NFTs are about building community. It's right. an item that you have, but it only has value because there's another community of people around that item or those things that say they have value. Think about yep. it like trading cards. Think about it like fine art. Think about it like, um, I don't know, a sports team, right? The sports teams only have value because there's a community of fans that say, I love the Philadelphia Eagles. Just had yep. to use that one. <laughs> so Very few people. So the, the, mood, the mood of the... <laughs> <laughs> a couple of couple people. So the, the mood was obviously a little different because we're in the middle of the crypto winter, right? Crypto's down $2 trillion. However, the optimism around the brand building value of NFTs is higher than ever because the application to the real world will like 
I was thinking about it, Kyle. Community is like one of the basic primary human instincts. It, it absolutely is. Community and connection. And I think that the people that are winning the most in the NFT space are creating really, really strong communities. You know, we follow Gary V. Like his whole NFT perspective is how do I build community around this, right? There's a whole Discord channel and it is creating community with events and and how you take you know, this, this NFT, this not, and, and just launch into how do we have a community, you know, and, and it really like, for me, I'm starting to see this next layer of social media, right? That the NFT is actually the, 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 the crafter of how do I say like, here's the center. It's like the better Facebook group almost, but with ownership stake. But with proof involved. of ownership, right? With there are no, there, yep. there can't be a bot in NFT ownership, right? It's right. got to be, it's like a deed to something. So that's why they call like crypto and blockchain technology Web 3, right? Web 1 was websites, right? We remember those. Web yep. 2 was social media. It was when everything became deployed on social media platforms. And that obviously became the math, the most amount of traffic. Web 3 is blockchain technology, which is executed via smart contracts and NFT communities. It's executed, it does integrate with website, just like social media, right? Integrated with web technology. Well, blockchain is going to do the same thing. And again, the element of NFTs is the fact that you can build community around a certain set of beliefs. And basically the phrase that Seth Godin coined, people like us do things like this. So if you are in retail automotive, learning more about this and paying attention to it, not just passing it off as something the kids are into, because as we also have talked about recently, Gen Z is becoming the massive buying demographic. And guess what? They all know what's up with an NFT. They actually all desire exactly. the exclusivity of having it. They desire the community that comes with it. So look, we're not saying to like launch a metaverse thing, unless you're Brian Kramer, like launch a metaverse thing so people can come and join and all that. That, that'll come, but understanding and learning a little bit more about NFTs today and now will much more prepare you for what is coming in the future. And it helps you. I'm going to say this real quick. Like, say it. Here's, here's, here's the Go practical on, Kyle, application right now is the best community is like, it's not created because of an NFT. That's right. It's exercised better when an NFT kind of comes in because there's ownership sake. So even if you don't create an NFT or or have any any way of of en engaging your community around blockchain, like start creating community now. Yeah. Learn how to build community now around a brand, around a center, around a thought, an idea of people people like this do people like me do things like this, right? If you do that right now in your business, in your community, the the like transition to web three is easy, right? You you don't just like enter web three and be like, ah oh, now nah, I figured. I guess I have to build community. Yeah. Build same, community same thing. Now. It was the same principle of social media, right? Yep. All of a sudden, the you know, the people that like, you know, wearing big red hats could find each other, right? And now all of a sudden they're going on a bus trip somewhere because they found each other on social media and they use yep. that to coordinate it. Same principle, just you know, for something you don't understand yet because you're old. Okay, so the next the next story. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, yeah, obviously. Um, okay, uh, I read a really interesting article. We wanted to talk about it today. It, it was in the Wall Street Journal. It wasn't like a news article, but it was like a longer form article about the importance that employers are putting on a 90-day period from hire to 90 days and saying, if we can nail that 90 days, that, that person is going to stay for much, much longer. Obviously, with turnover being very high, it's a, a more increased focus. And, you know, in automotive, 
this has been a conversation we've been having for a number of years, recent in recent memory, the last three or four years, about the onboarding process and its importance to employee retention. Yep. Well, and and so that 90 days is extremely important and and recognizing that that not just the onboarding, but that that initial kind of conversation of how are things going? Are you engaging well? Are we engaging you well? Do you feel confident in your job role? is really the, it's the launch point for, do we get past this? Um, actually, it was really interesting. We, when I was at uh, the auto group that I was at before I left uh, at Nelson, this was a real intention. We had a very low turnover rate. And, and thankfully, our HR department had a real intentionality around this 90-day window. And we actually set up a series of meetings around the 45, 60, and 90-day timeline to make sure that people made it there. And actually the majority of our people came in through uh, employee referrals. And the way that we incentivized employees was on the day one start date and the 90 days to say like, hey, as someone that's referred someone, it's also your job to make sure that they make it 90 days. That's great. I love that. And, and so like, it was this team effort of making sure that that person was trained up, engaged, ready to go. Like the conversation, Hey, how are you doing? Because that they wanted that incentive referral at the 90 days, not just when they started, uh, because it is, it's, it's not just about getting people. It's about keeping them at this point. Cause if you can lower turnover, you don't have to worry about the job market. Now you think about the amount of effort it takes to do what you said versus the amount of effort it takes to find interview screen, hire onboard somebody else it is a ridiculous disparity in the amount of time and energy you have to put into just making sure you touch base and do a good job at assimilation which is merging them into your population right um so in the article a couple things carrier corporation they pair new hires with a buddy right who understands the company and who's going to encourage them along that's great because they said data shows that if they stay for 90 days they will likely stay more than one year um one company in the article hired somebody to focus on onboarding and reduce turnover from 37 percent in january to 16 percent currently right so it's all about connection it's all about you know the company's trajectory making sure someone at least knows that they have what they need and that they made a good decision adam robinson from hierology says this because people either go home on the first day of work and they say i made the best decision of my life or i think i made a mistake there's right. no, there's no in between there. So the takeaway is a little more intentionality goes a really, really long way. We went a long way today. We could talk for an hour every morning, but we talked a little too long today. Thanks for celebrating our 200th episode. We got 200 more at least in us, at least. But until then, we'll see you tomorrow and get 201. <laughs>